0: Like, do some research <laughs> and stuff. And then I spent the entire afternoon playing Life is Strange.
1: <laughs> uh, what would you liken that game to? If you have to liken it to something.
0: Uh, have you played any of the Telltale games?
1: Mm-mm. Nor have I heard of them. What?
0: Like, uh, Telltale did The Walking Dead game. And the Game oh,
1: of Thrones game. Oh, okay. No, I've just and seen... And The Wolf
0: Among Us. And... Uh, they're doing a Minecraft game, and they did a...
2: What?
0: Yeah, they're doing a story, narrative-driven Minecraft game, with Patton Oswald as the lead huh. character.
2: Huh.
0: They did a Borderlands one, and, yeah. Anyway, it's not Telltale, but it is in the same style as Telltale, which is a meaningless comparison for you, apparently.
1: But, no, I uh... think I get it, because it's sort of like a graphic novel... I mean, is it is it similar uh, graphically or vi- visually? I no, it's say. similar
0: in that it's a, a five-episode, very narrative-driven thing. I think it's more of a game than the Telltale games are. The so Telltale games, a lot of these decisions feel like they don't matter. Like I, it's 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 a it's an adventure game, like a choose your own adventure-style thing and so you get to certain plot decisions. This one is different in that you can undo them. Like, there's a mechanic in the game where the, the lead character can roll back time and change her decisions.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, sort of like, uh, well, I guess Prince of Persia, and then that one that was featured in that... Uh, I can't even remember the name of the documentary. The, was, it a, was it an indie game or a super fine game? The one where you can rewind, double I, fine, right, says super fine—is that what I said? He said super fine. Yeah, uh, I, I get that. I yeah, I say that all the time because um, I talk about double fine all the time. Um, right. It was like it was like an eight-bit game, but you could r- rewind.
0: Uh, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: It was like Mario it was it was a side scroller but you could rewind uh-huh. i don't know the guy looked like a hobbit your character looked like a hobbit oh um braid that could that sounds right
0: yeah it's not double fine but yeah it's a, it's an indie game called braid it's it looked looked uh like like a scandinavian sort of art style
1: Yeah. Where's Ben? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he's having computer troubles. Or his neighbor's chainsawing.
0: That's, yeah, that's probable.
1: Dustin's not going to join?
0: He said he couldn't be here at 8.
1: Well, Ben saw your message. That's such a useful function.
0: (laughs) A red message?
1: Yeah. Like this, uh, <laughs> this girl who took over the college Dems at Concordia, and I messaged her, and, uh, and she said, "Oh, I'm going to study abroad." I mean, sh- sure, that's that's you know, if I were in her position, I would probably do the same thing, but she registered College Democrats as inactive for the entire semester. So, you know, knowing about how student orgs work. You can't do anything as college Democrats now at Concordia for this semester, and uh, I'm assuming that's what it means because so she's the president and she's in Norway. She's studying in Norway. Ben, hey, Hello.
0: how's it going? I'm stuck on my face. I don't want this stuck on my face. So keep talking. I don't know.
2: What's wrong with your face?
0: Well, it was the camera that was it was stuck with the camera on my face. So was-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Problem with Chris's face is the same as it's been for ever. It looks too much like Chris. <laughs> I had to say I'd get out there.
0: What's
1: what's your dog's name? Angelica it starts with an A.
2: Audrey
1: Audrey Angelique
2: and, um, she'll calm down <laughs> <laughs> The door shut so she can hear voices that she doesn't recognize.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Headphones? Audrey 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 Puppy <laughs> What is this <laughs> corruption? Yeah Good puppy Oh, that's right, she hates me. She hates me.
0: Good call. Good call.
2: Alright.
1: What's
2: the deal, Audrey? <laughs> <laughs> Are, do you think she could go in the backyard for a little while? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I can put her back there. <laughs> can you just wake up? <laughs> 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 Can't hear you're
1: saying, right? Yeah, I was talking to a puppy. It's 21st century, you can do that with technology now.
0: It was really funny. The camera switched back to you and Dennis is just glowering in the doorway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 he, <was laughs> he spazzed out today. He was playing League of Legends. And I just hear, God fucking damn it! Ah! ah! His door was closed. <laughs> he had disconnected from a ranked match. What? what. <laughs> he said, the one, the one time. Uh, the one time I'm doing something important on the internet. <laughs> he was being serious, too. The one time I'm doing something important. The right. connection fails. And I said, Dennis, it's, it's not important. Said, no, but it is to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel his pain. I, I get mad at Destiny.
0: Their Destiny connection has been garbage as of late.
1: Hasn't <laughs> yours, too? Or is it just mine that's messing everything up? Uh,
0: well, there, was, there were a few games during Iron Banner that were awful, but...
1: Hmm. I think I just need to hardwire my fucking Xbox. That could help.
0: So anyway, uh, pre-orders suck. Yeah. I was telling Julian I was going to do some research on this, and then I play uh, Life is Strange all afternoon instead.
2: And what did, what did that research teach you? Well,
0: it taught me that an 18-year-old girl can control time by rewinding time
1: with her brain, and it gives her nosebleeds. So really nothing that we didn't know already.
2: Yeah, that was, Obviously. that was
1: the case. It results in dead birds and beached whales. Hmm. Again, nothing yeah. we didn't know already.
0: Uh, right. <laughs> 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 uh, but, yeah, so this is this is less prepared than I intended to be, this discussion. But Julian seems to be of the opinion that the Deus Ex pre-order isn't that bad of a deal. And I would like I, to hear why he thinks that.
1: I yeah. didn't think it was that bad of a deal. I, I wasn't. Okay, so. When I looked at the Deus Ex, or when I jumped into the discussion you guys were having about the Deus Ex pre sale, uh, I thought you were talking about the overall quality of the ad, not like, is it a good deal or not? It's just, it's. Ah. You know, as an advertising campaign.
0: Uh, well, then, yeah, then you, then your point about the way she says the stuff at the end is totally valid. It's dumb and shitty.
1: <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> so for me, I've always kind of been of the mind that pre-orders in general are stupid because um, it's really, you know, you're really just paying more for first dibs, in my opinion. It's like the extras are never really that big of a... And partially, you know, part of my perspective is probably that I'm not as big a gamer as, you know, you guys are, or specifically Chris. But um, when I, uh, you know, if it were something that I was really enthused about, um, and I guess Destiny is the game that I play the most, and the the extra perks that they had for the pre-order just didn't grab me at all. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's just junk, in my opinion. certainly would be in five years had I bought it, you know.
0: Well, the Destiny perks that's... weren't so much pre-order perks as they were, like, special edition perks.
1: Right. Which, which
0: which you're paying more for. Whereas a pre-order, you're just paying retail costs early.
1: Yeah, and that that's makes sense, too. And, and maybe I'm just disillusioned by the whole novelty of the, the added perks and, and the miniatures that come with whatever um, maybe due to my professional experience in campaign work, but, you know, the whole mass production made in China thing, It's it, that really, you know, that for me does detract from it. It's like, because it's, oh, it's just a cheaply made plastic thing that someone that's making $0 per day got paid to paint so it looks pretty, you know, yep. that just, it, that, that doesn't help for me.
0: Yeah, there's been very few pre-orders or or special editions that I've sought out because I thought perks look cool. One was the last Deus Ex game, which the the special edition in the box came with an art book, and I thought the art was cool, so I got the art book. But the art book is just not worth it at all. But now, I don't
1: know. On the flip I, I, side, I still want to differentiate the,
0: the, the, the special edition stuff. Like you can still get special editions after launch. Like, like the issue here is the pre-orders, not so much mm-hmm. special editions.
2: Because the, yeah. the
0: Deus Ex thing is there's perks coming with the pre-order. They're all digital perks. You're not paying any extra for the game. You're just paying ahead of time. But they're locking them away behind. First of all, you don't get all of them. You have to choose, pick and choose which ones you get, which they're advertising as a good thing. Mm-hmm. And secondly, they don't all unlock unless they get enough people pre ordering, because they're running it like a Kickstarter sort of thing, where they're unlocking stretch goals as people put in pre orders, which is bullshit. Gross.
1: And I, I agree t- to an extent that, uh, you know, that's, pro- <clears throat> excuse me, that's probably not the best way to do it, uh, but it might just be a big experiment, too, because I've never heard, I, I can't recall of anything on this level, you know, of sales, you know, where you have to buy the game, you know. Like, I'm sure there are people waiting for the new Deus Ex to come out and, and are excited about it and everything, um, but We're I, I, I can't... Two of them. Yeah, I can't, you know, and, and for me, I don't know much about the game, so for those of you listening, I apologize, but um, <laughs> I, I really don't know much about the game, the story, the characters, or anything like that, and so for me, you know, it just seems like an experiment, really, in marketing, because uh, I haven't heard of anything, you know, other than Kickstarter, like you mentioned, where if you get a certain volume of, of participants, then you can, you know, get more things for everybody, and I right, agree but a that-
0: Kickstarter isn't going to happen without that money. Right, yes. This game is going to ship regardless. They're just... They're, they're advertising that they won't give people all of the content if they don't get pre-orders up front. Basically.
1: Yeah, that... Yeah, and and also, too, you, you know, it's the, the extras that are... Uh, more or less the gamble, if you will, um, or at least that's, you know, what it sure seems I mean, like, anyway. Right.
0: Like, like one of the things is purely cosmetic, but there is a, there is like a bonus mission thing in there too. So there's there's actual meaty content hidden behind this gimmick.
1: Which and do you want to give you want to give an overview of what uh, the DSX uh, pre-release ad entailed. Uh, you probably remember it better than I do, but if we actually do not have any people or a person watching, listening to this, they might I'm not listening. know. Well, not now. I'm looking <laughs> it <again>. up. <laughs> I don't know, Ben. Do you have any input on uh, the whole thing?
2: Um. Well, I mean, my my opinions on. What they're how they're handling the pre-order in general are pretty much the same as what Chris has already stated. Um, but I mean, I've, I've given it a little bit of thought, and I think on the on the flip side, like part of like I'm absolutely like I don't like the approach that they're taking, but at the same time, like part of me can see why they might be doing it. And I think, like, on one level, I think Kickstarter has proven that a lot of people will fund things through, like, that type of, like, crowdfunding sort of model. Mm-hmm. And I think they're placing a bet that people are going to be comfortable enough with that to the point that they're not going to question the fact that they're not really helping fund the creation of the product. They're basically just being baited into paying more up front to get some sort of, like, extra giveaway and then, like, trying to figure out, like, what you get for what monetary value is almost like solving a Rubik's Cube <laughs> or different tiers or whatever they have.
0: Well, I mean, um, the tier thing here is isn't... Everyone's paying the same. They're just... So the Tier 1... I have it up here now. Tier 1 is the choice between three different loadouts. So I'm not sure if that means you get different guns in the game. This isn't a very good list. Tier 2 is a choice between a digital art book or a soundtrack sampler. Not even the entire soundtrack. Uh, tier 3 will unlock an extra mission for everyone. And Tier 4 gives customer a, gives customers a choice between a digital comic book or a novella. Mm. Uh, and then there's the final tier, which is the game comes out four days early.
2: Well, and and that's based on the number of pre-orders they get. That on, that's what
0: based on the number of pre-orders. Oh,
2: well, okay.
1: That's... So essentially, you're paying. So is is there an extra charge for pre-ordering then?
0: No, no, or no, 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 no.
1: Oh, okay. There is. Okay. There's
0: also a collector's edition. It comes with, like, some physical stuff. There's a physical art book and a and a figurine, and the case has a steel box, and then you get all of the pre-ordered digital pieces. You don't have to choose between them, and it doesn't matter how far the pre-orders go. You just get all of those things.
1: Hmm. Well, but that actually, does cost
0: quite a bit extra. That's, like, 150 uh, bucks versus
1: Oh Well, yeah, well, that's ridiculous. I think paying $150 for any game is crazy even yeah so uh, but no it, you know if, if it's just pre-ordering is the same price then I don't really have an issue with it um, because it's just basically saying you'll get more if we get more customers and I think we're rewarding you if you're good capitalists basically is the impression I get from that but also you know and I, thinking about, uh, you know, before starting the podcast, thinking about the topic of, of uh, the ad campaigns for, for different games, I think that uh, word of mouth typically is the best, certainly with the novelty of the internet now, but word of mouth, you know, thinking back to when I was a kid, word of mouth was always, you know, or whatever games were on sale for like a dollar or two or whatever at the local video game store, but... Word of mouth for me was always the best indicator of which games to pick up. I don't know if that was the same for you guys. The word of
0: mouth at the moment is don't pre-order this game. (laughs) I mean, it's getting the name out there. People are aware that the game exists, but the the message is don't pre-order
2: it. But... uh, I I think it's, it's interesting how that ended up backfiring... But um, I think to have, like, a, a little bit of empathy for, um, for um, you know, the, the developers and the publishers, it's when you look at what kind of franchise they have, like, Deus Ex has, like, a very strong cult following. Or maybe it's a little bit bigger than what you could call a cult following, but it's not, like, a mega-huge franchise. Right. And then you look at, like, what they're going up against between, like, through, like, the end of, like, this year and then through, like, early 2016, there's a new Fallout, there's a new Call of Duty, um, and there's a new Mirror's Edge to a lesser extent. There's, like, I think Uncharted 4 falls in that window somewhere, and there's a bunch more, like, really high-profile games that they're going to be going up against, like Halo 5.
0: Just for reference, this comes out... February 23rd.
2: Okay. So, but within, like... It's still kind of, like, within, like, a window where when... all of these games are going to be, like, new enough to where when Deus Ex comes out, these are all going to be competing for people's money and attention. And... When you have, like, especially, like, like, the way that the industry is going right now, where there's such a high premium placed at retail on pre-orders to determine whether or not, like, a game is going to get carried or how prominent the game is going to be marketed in-store, like, at a place like GameStop, it kind of, like, I can understand why they might be panicking a little bit to try to do something to get that pre-order number to go up. And what sucks is because they're feeling pressure, I'm sure, from the retail side, even if indirectly, because they know they need to do something to stand out. But they're also getting pressure from their customers because people are looking at, you know, what is obviously something that's, like, kind of manipulative and just kind of... Not really. What like, Plenty, you don't expect your company apply like a Kickstarter business model to something like Deus Ex in any fashion. So it I don't know. It just it kind of sucks all the way around. I mean,
0: well, it'd be one he, thing if the 2013 game, 2013, 2011 game, was it, tw- was it four years ago? Whatever. If the if the last game didn't happen and Deus Ex had still been Sitting untouched for years, and a Kickstarter was run for a, kick, or a Deus Ex sequel. That yeah. would have huge appeal. That would get all sorts of people dumping money into it.
1: This well, game is exactly made. What Double Fine did, isn't it, uh, with the the uh, oh I forget what the name like the Monkey Island games, making a new yeah, yeah. one of those. Right. Or Shenmue. <laughs>
0: and 3. a lot of other, like like that one was the. One everyone knows about, but there's been plenty of other games that have popped up that revive old genres, that have when old old uh, product IPs that have gotten tons of money off Kickstarter and have reinvigorated themselves. Like it's that that's a thing that could have happened, but Square Enix has funded these games. These games are getting made. They don't they don't need a Kickstarter thing. This isn't a Kickstarter thing. This is just taking the the trappings of a Kickstarter, yeah. and manipulating the shit out of people that want to buy the game.
1: Well, here's a thought. Uh, Maybe they were banking on the the backlash for this uh, ad maneuver, if you will. So here's my question to you guys. What if the game is just holy balls amazing and you you got off on the foot of major disappointment with the the crazy, if we get enough people, we're going to give you more stuff type of thing. You know, do do you think
0: that... totally prepared for this game to be a balls. The last one was fantastic. They learned a lot of shit from that one that they corrected in the, the Director's Cut edition. I fully expect they will deliver a fantastic game. I'm just not going to pre-order it.
1: That like, I makes... have nothing
0: against IDAS Montreal and their developers. My beef is with the marketing department at Square Enix.
1: Because what I'm thinking is it could just be a brilliant move to piss off people and say, we're not going to pre-order it. It's a great ad campaign, if you think about it, to get their name out there. Because I, I mean, admittedly, I can't even remember the name of the software company that you just said twice. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) I'd never heard of them before. Uh, But, you know, it's like what I'm hoping happens, just because I want gamers to get good games because... Having been a a member of the N64 genre, there were far too many games that had potential that were terrible. And I think the most recent example I can pull from is Master Chief Collection, where you had this huge just wave of excitement and everyone's just like, oh man, it's going to be like uh, Patton Oswalt talking about the Star Wars prequels. You know, it's like, oh, man, you're going to have Darth Vader. He's going to be, yeah, he's gonna get the, the, the lightsaber's going to be awesome. Oh, no, you get to see him as a little kid. And his dad dies, and it's very sad. You know, it's like kind of the same thing with, with Master Chief Collection, because I was really pumped for that. Uh, that was probably one of the better games I ever played uh, growing up it was Halo. And uh, so the server thing. issues and how they rushed it and everything was just awful.
0: So you're saying that, that they're trying to kill the hype on this game, so then when they release a great game, people will be more impressed.
1: Hopefully. Don't you think that would be the best case scenario? <laughs> no.
0: Just make a great game and have good marketing.
1: It's,
2: I think, that, like, I think that's an interesting theory.
1: <laughs> um, I'm not saying that's necessarily what's happening. I'm just saying it could be, and I hope it is, because if you start out with a great marketing campaign and you make a game that just looks fucking incredible and it turns out to be a pile of shit, and, you know, that's something to be said. Because I think a good a, a good ad campaign does, obviously does not make or break a game, uh, but it certainly carries a lot of weight in either of those ends.
2: Well, and, and I think that given how competitive the market is going to be when this game comes out, like what I, like, what I think is actually going on is the complete opposite scenario, where they have a a game that's almost assuredly going to be incredible, just based on its predecessor and everything that we know about it, and everything that's been reported on about, like, preview builds in the media and so forth. But... Given how much noise there's going to be and how much marketing people are going to be subjected to around so many, like, huge, high-profile games, a really terrible ad campaign, like, that gets as much, like, negative feedback as this, could be enough to really hurt it. Not necessarily enough to make, like, cause the game to be a commercial failure, but it could cause it to either not hit the pre-order numbers or to not hit the overall sales that they're looking for fast enough for people to not get laid off, potentially. Like, I was thinking about, like, when the... I mean, it's like for, for an example, like, when the newest um, Infamous game came out. Like, that game sold, like, over a million copies, and... I think, like, I can't remember exactly, but the studio that produced it either went through, like, a huge round of layoffs or I think, like, they're the subsidiary of, I think it's, like, Sony Santa Monica or something like that. I think it's, like, Sucker Punch. I think Sucker Punch might have gone out of business on a product that sold a million copies. Like, that's how insane, like, the industry is right now. So when, like, everything, when things are, like, such a battle of inches like that, what, what's really concerning to me is, like, this is, like, probably, like, the game that I'm, like, the most excited about that's coming out between, like, now and, through, like, next year, aside, aside maybe from Uncharted 4. But I would really hate to see a deserving product just kind of end up... Falling through the cracks, or flying under the radar, or just not really doing as well as it should, because somebody in Square Enix's marketing department wanted to use this game as a guinea pig for a really shitty marketing tactic. I think, I think people are not happy about it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, I kind of think uh, that. Uh, Maybe this is just well there's echo now. Why is there echo? Um like 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 maybe they figured it's far enough ahead of release at this point and it's ahead of all of the fall releases that this was a time to take a gamble on a marketing scheme like this so as to lock up if if it had worked to lock mm-hmm. up some purchases before people spent that money on everything that's calling, coming out this October through December. But but also that maybe maybe it's early enough that by February when they when they're in the home stretch people will have mm-hmm. forgotten it so that they can do something less shitty, more traditional maybe.
2: Yeah. To
0: reinvigorate buyers.
2: Yeah, no, and I, I, I could see that also. And I, I think like um not necessarily to, to their credit, but to, um, you know, like, bigger games have come back from worse things, either before launch yeah. or at launch. Like, Destiny got pretty mediocre reviews pretty much across the board. We're all still playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so many games have gotten flack, even for, like, quality issues with the games themselves, or, like, games coming out and being shipped, like, friggin' broken. And in some cases, that has ended up having, like, pretty severe, like, negative consequences. But in a lot of cases, people will overlook a lot for something that they want. But... I think, like, one thing about that, though, is, like, if, if, the, if the goal is to drive up pre-order numbers, then, I mean, they, they still got quite a bit of time for people to pre-order between now and when it comes out, but, I mean, if, if that's, they obviously decided that, that that was a metric that they needed to drive up, and if they failed to drive up that number, then They must
0: have been reasonably desperate to drive that number up to try something like this. Yeah. Or it would, just very kind of, deluded about how this would be received.
1: Yeah. But well, I think, too, it was more an experiment than anything. Cause, I mean, if they... I, I would assume that any CEO of any game company or any business, for that matter, that could anticipate this kind of backlash against a, a sales tactic would probably steer away from said tactic.
0: Oh, there's got to be plenty of people Sorry. inside IDOS and Square Enix saying, I told you,
1: I told you this was dumb. <laughs> Probably it's the that. dev team. <laughs> it's
2: the kind of This is the kind of thing that happens when CEOs make decisions instead of letting the people they've hired to make these decisions make these decisions.
0: We don't know who made the decision.
2: Well, we don't, but... I mean, that's what, it's kind of what I suspect. But at the same time, like, it's... Like, ultimately, like, it, it was a risk. And it was one that didn't pay off, but maybe it was one that was worth... Like, I don't know, I guess... I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult to speculate when you don't really know what the internal discussion was. But, right. you know, like, I think that we can reasonably guess that they're throwing a Hail Mary, and it didn't pay off. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: Well, at least now they know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think if the game is incredibly good, uh, which hopefully it will be, that it it will probably pay off, or at least I'd like to think that it would pay off. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, again, you know... I, I can't think of any uh, video game that's been sold this way uh, with the pre-order tiered system that they have. So hopefully that... Uh,
0: because when it's when not a good idea.
1: <laughs> that's probably true.
0: Everyone else went, oh, we could launch it like a Kickstarter. No, it's dumb. Let's not do that. <laughs> when I posted this in Shanto Gaming, uh, Derek commented on it to say that he prefers this to the alternative of having different pre-order bonuses for different retailer outlets and I think that's that, that is also a shitty thing that pre-orders have been doing for a while now and that th- th- maybe this is a tiny bit better but it doesn't make it a good idea
2: mm-hmm. maybe fix one problem and create another
0: I mean I mean at this point, in the the world of digital downloads, I I haven't pre-ordered from a retailer in years, so that like that, that issue has never come up for me. But
2: I don't know. Yeah, and that's one I haven't run into that personally, but I I think that I mean, it is a pretty distasteful tactic because then it's I I can understand why they do it because I, I would imagine for like a, for a, a, a company, they want to maintain their relationships with all their retailers because they want I mean, And like, I'm sure,
0: I'm sure, a retailer is more willing to promote a game that gives them exclusive content.
2: Exactly, and if they want to get, you know, like premium placement in different stores, and they've got to give those stores something to make it worth their while. Because there's going to be, they know that people will be going there for whatever toy or book or whatever they stick in with that game. But I think, yeah, which I think I think that's a really good point. I think it's another example of just the realities of just the kinds of pressures that the industry places on developers and publishers now to do whatever they can to. You know, fight and claw their way ahead.
1: Um, what kind of pre-order system does Fallout 3 or Fallout 3, Fallout 4? I'm assuming it's called Fallout 4, uh, the it's new the Fallout. Fallout. What 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 kind There's of system a, do they have for that?
0: Uh, there was a super cool special edition where you could get a Pip Boy, but I don't know what the pre-order oh, is. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, we'll look up here.
1: Because for me, look, see, when I when I looked at the uh, trailer for that game, for. I I was not wowed by it, and I was someone that really enjoyed Fallout Three. I, I like all of the uh, Bethesda games that I've played, and I thought that was <sighs> maybe it's my art background, but I thought graphically, um, visually, that it was a step backwards, and I know I other people, people had said were. the same thing.
0: Yeah, a lot of people were unimpressed by that launch trailer. Watching the gameplay, I I got, I was more impressed by it.
1: Because it felt to me like they were trying to take the gimmick from Skyrim of of customization with your house or whatever, but like, I don't feel like that's enough to offset the the visual uh, shortcomings uh, for me, anyway.
0: It looked fine in action from the gameplay vids I saw. I just the, that initial trailer looked like garbage. This site is taking forever to oh. load. I don't know. <laughs> Looking at the like the uh, I'm checking out pre-orders in the Xbox, and I don't see a digital pre-order with anything special in there.
1: And so, here's my question then: is if the 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 game looks shitty, and hopefully it isn't, because I really want a good Fallout game to come out. Um, if the game looks shitty, but the ad campaign is okay, I mean, wouldn't that be worse than having a shitty ad campaign with a really good game?
2: I think if you're going to buy the game, then for you, yeah.
1: Because for me, I I would say the... Looking at the uh, advertising, or lack thereof, of both the Fallout game and the Deus Ex game... I would be more inclined to not buy the Fallout game based on what I've seen, and I don't know if if the advertising uh, is is so much driving the the dollars as the quality or the look of the quality. Chris, I can't tell if you're disappointed or thinking. Thinking.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think Fallout needs to have a good marketing campaign. I think Fallout's going to sell Fallout. The last several games have been the marketing campaign for Fallout 4.
1: And could you say the same about Deus Ex, the Uh, black franchise? Like,
2: I can't remember what the... I mean, you'd have to look up what the sales figures were on the last Deus Ex, but I would assume that they're dramatically lower than Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas.
1: Item clerk. Well, yeah, cer- certainly the, the sales uh, are probably lower, but I mean, as overall functionality of a, an enjoyable game, uh, would you say that it's been consistently awesome?
0: Yes, but the point is yeah. that the Fallout has assuming sold <clears throat> significantly more, so that if they manage to sell the same again, just based on the success of the previous games, they're good. I think okay. Deus Ex needs to sell more to sustain itself.
2: Yeah, Deus Ex needs the extra push. Fallout, like, they could openly, like, insult you to your face. (laughs) And you would still buy it. Like, whatever they do to market Fallout is not going to impact Fallout because that franchise Uh, is so untouchable. Chris, write that down.
1: In your your face, insult generator. Uh, Could be a MOBA. Could be a first-person shooter. Uh, just as long as it's got good functionality, <laughs> we've got we've got it made. All That's right.
2: Something. On on that note, um, I have to depart.
1: All
0: right.
2: Uh, Later man. But this has been it's been it's been real. <laughs> See ya. All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See ya. Deus Ex sold uh, less than half as much as Fallout 3 sold. You like say it made so half it as much. Sold less than half as many copies as Fallout Three. Okay. At least whenever they So, were.
1: I, I'm willing to bet right now that if you know when when uh, launch comes around for Deus Ex, that it's going to outperform any previous uh, any previous record that it held for itself. I'm going. I'm going to go on a limb and say. This is going to be the best thing that's happened to the Deus Ex franchise.
0: Cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm I kidding. agree that this game could be great and that it could sell very well, but it will have nothing to do with this pre-order bullshit.
1: And, right. And ultimately, the question we have to ask is, is how necessary is a good pre-order campaign? and it'd be great to have an expert in the field with us <laughs> talking about it. Um, but you know, if it's people just saying... I think, I think that for, for me personally uh, that the, the uh, uh, downfall of this pre-order campaign is not going to be a reduction in sales. I think it's just going to be a reduction in pre-orders. Uh, so I think it'll still sell well on launch, I just think people won't give enough of a shit to buy early, if that makes sense. Right. And that and that was like I'm not I'm not worried about anything.
0: Why they put so much weight on pre-orders at this point? I wonder if it determines like the the, the tail life of a game, like how much DLC goes into it. Ooh, and just could be. knowing, I mean, knowing how many people own the base game up front as, as far as in advance as possible. Would be handy if you're thinking about adding content after the fact, but I don't right. know if that's actually a thing or not.
1: And maybe it's proportional. I mean, uh, it'd be good to know, you know, how the uh, pre-orders uh, relate, if there is a relation to the actual sales from launch and onward. Uh, I'm guessing there's probably some correlation, depending on the quality of the ad campaign which would include the quality of the game. because I think you could be just an amazing, you could have an amazing ad campaign with shitty graphics, in my opinion, not to say that they're the shittiest, but they're shittier than they should be. Fallout, the new Fallout, um, that if you had just a, a glimmering perfect ad campaign with those graphics, then you're probably not going to see as many sales as you'd have with, you know, this campaign and a perfect game. So I'm, you know... I would assume that based... I mean, you can't say Deus Ex will sell more than Fallout because that obviously won't happen. But I think think the, you know, if you're talking as an effect from the game or the buzz, that there will be more people buying Deus Ex from the buzz it's received from this than there are people that are going to buy... New fallout from the buzz that has created, if that makes sense. I think this will ultimately lead to more sales for Deus Ex. Maybe. But the yeah, game has the, to be the, good.
0: The, the the adage of no. What what is all all What is the adage? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. That's all a good marketing adage. Is positive marketing. Oh that's yeah. What yeah, it yeah.
1: There's, no, there's no such thing as bad publicity.
0: There you go. That, that one. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, think, I, <laughs> I mean, think ben I, ben think, I think one that. Said that. <laughs> yeah, shut
0: up. I think that has a stronger effect for Deus Ex than it would for Fallout. Yeah. Yes. I see your argument.
1: Yeah. So ultimately, it's a good thing. Having a shitty pre order campaign is a good thing.
0: But provided, it's shitty enough to,
1: uh, it provided it's shitty enough to make a big buzz, a big splash. <laughs> I think this is what yeah, the game... All is. it's going to do
0: is, is that when, when the game comes out, if it is good, there'll what buzz, what buzz is there for the game when it comes out, people will be able to go, oh, I recognize that, and they'll look at it, just because they remember hearing about it before. Mm-hmm. So here's it's a, not going here's a to qu- directly push any sales.
1: Here's a question that we should probably address. What game, in your opinion... Has had, or has the best ad campaign behind it, and that could include word of mouth as part of the ad campaign. Uh, which I, I think
0: ad campaign that. is the wrong term, like marketing, marketing. campaign.
1: Marketing. Yeah. Okay. What what game would you say has the best marketing campaign from games that you know? I mean, probably all the games. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, I typically... I don't know.
1: Because I was trying to take... My
0: decisions are made basically on, like, press conferences. Like the E3 and PAX and whatever else, giant press conferences. I don't get exposed to that much actual advertising for games.
1: Because I was trying to think of, of advertising that I've seen... And that's something that's always kind of mystified me. I think they've stepped it up a little bit more in recent years. But Nintendo, I've never really seen a lot of ads for. um, Or maybe I just haven't paid attention. But, you know, for the longest time, it was the Premiere system, you know, N64. And I don't remember seeing a commercial for Mario Kart. I don't remember seeing a commercial for Ocarina of Time. I don't remember seeing a commercial for uh, Star Fox. I don't remember seeing a commercial for any of those. Um, but those are wildly successful games and, you know, in the top 10 lists of pretty much every gamer I know, except for maybe star Fox. But, um, then also the blizzard games, you know, I think world of Warcraft, if you talk about marketing campaign, they probably have set the pinnacle. I would guess, uh, as far as marketing campaigns go, unless you include these fucking Kate Upton ad games, you know, (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I think that's. I think that's introduced a whole another level to to marketing, right. I mean, uh, for I better or it, for worse.
0: There was a step to that through Call of Duty, I think, too, with their right. over the top commercials, which I, I they threw those on Super Bowls, I think. Yeah, no, uh,
1: I can't remember. I Actually, I think there was. Yeah, there was. There was a there was one of those war build your castle whatever games, and for well, yeah, me, no, they no, seem, so. Too, but I would, Call of Duty games, like Call of Duty, had some overtime Oh best. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, for, as far as I'm concerned, Call of Duty is much like Halo in that it's you know every game is basically the same. You know, it's it's guys killing each other in the war zone, part two, part three, part four. You know, and the graphics may change, the functionality may change, but ultimately, Let in my opinion, this. There's three.
0: Separate but very similar threads going through the history of Call of Duty, but sure.
1: Yeah, and and uh, for me that and I, I I don't know that you know maybe they're just playing or hedging their bets and sticking with the the game functionality that they're you know that has been successful for them. But like you see less of that with the sports games, or at least in my opinion, you do. Because I remember in the years of Gamecube there was a really fantastic baseball game called mVP baseball two thousand and five and it was an e a sports game and just the the button controls were great uh the personalization was great uh the the real the realistic for that time uh nature was great you know like you know in in early Nintendo days every field was the exact same but with this you really started to see that they're putting the twins field in they're putting the Red Sox and the Yankees and everything. So when you go play a game there, you actually see that it's that stadium and that, you know, really set the bar as far as I'm concerned, as far as baseball games go. And after that, you started to see the two K games come in and those were just awful. Uh, so they you know really tried to change how, how the functionality worked with those games. And I think, you know, for, for games like that, that you see more experimentation. And perhaps it's because they haven't achieved the pinnacle of uh, full simulation. When's the last
0: time Madden changed?
1: Uh, I remember that, you know, for, for me, the, the big changes in Madden have been, like, the control system. So, like, it seems like the controls are different every year for Madden, Uh, at least from what I can remember they are. And I could be wrong, but I think... I I, I remember... Going to GameStop and trying the new Madden, uh, I think it was 2012 or whatever, but they had, they had uh, used a new system of, of punting and kicking where you pull back on the thumbstick and then you push forward and then you have to control the accuracy with the other one or whatever. It was just awful. Uh, for me, it's the thumb, thumbsticks and accuracy is just not two things that go together for me. And I remember that being you know, kind of an advertised thing for their marketing. I said, oh, the new new optimal accuracy for kickers, it's awesome." I was just like, "No, this is terrible. I I can't, you know, every every kick goes 90 degrees right and it's not it's not how kicking works, you know?"
0: I'm sure prior to that it was more about randomization than it was about your actual control over the ball though.
1: What do you mean randomization?
0: Like like you kick the ball and there was a chance it would go th- like you could aim the ball, but there was still some chance to. Oh,
1: that, could, flew, be. that could be. That could be. Whereas
0: this gave you specific control over it. Regardless, we've gone a bit off topic. <laughs> we should probably wrap it up anyway. Sure. Uh,
1: how, how how do we how much. do we close this out?
0: <laughs> do we have let's do we have a closing? We learned that eighteen-year-old learn girls can control time with their nosebleeds. So it's the same place we were when we started. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's a good ad campaign, marketing campaign.
0: Yep. That's Nailed that's it. how Deus Ex is going to outsell Fallout. <laughs> by controlling <laughs> well, sold. time.
1: I just I just bought my pre-order and I got some digital book that I don't even know what the hell it is, but it looks awesome. <laughs> so, Chris, if you, if you, I, w- I want to get I want to get some stuff for my character So you better buy it too, man, because this, this just looks awesome.
0: Ugh, God, it's so gross. I mean, and that's got to be what they (laughs) hoped would happen. It was like, uh, hey, friend, if you also pre-order this, we'll both get cool things.
1: And if it works out, hopefully we'll see it uh, translate to politics. (laughs) What?
0: If I get 80% of the vote, I will do so many more things for you than I would have done. No, if no, I don't.
1: I, no, no, not that. I mean, oh man, I just had this great voting experience, and I think you should vote too. That's what I meant.
0: No, no, I like this one better. <laughs> 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 Where the politician only agrees to do things at certain thresholds of the vote, like if That's he only wins by a hair, he'll kind of care. But if he wins by a hair, Sanders
1: ends, is kind all. of saying that, though. You know, if, if I get elected. I'm not going to say, like Obama said, that. don't worry, guys, I've got this. You got me here, i got this from here on out. He's going to say, if I'm elected, we need to have marches on Washington all of the time. And I think that's pretty cool. So yeah, I guess it is translating to politics.
0: I don't think that's the same thing at all. But I like the
1: idea of Bernie and, throwing marches on Washington. Bernie Sanders will steer this country forward through time with his nosebleeds, and it will yes, be awesome.
0: obviously. Well, all right. That's... All right, let's play some video games.
1: Deus Ex 2016. (laughs) Okay,
2: I'm stopping this.